Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Royalty Room Podcast. It's Legal Queen LA, and we are here today to talk about the consequences of saying no. And I mean that across any platform, any industry, any situation. But today, mainly, we're going to focus on the entertainment industry. Uh, so we have a special celebrity celebrity guest, uh, who is also a celebrity publicist, Miss Ann Barlow. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you? I, I personally am feeling great. Um, I feel like this topic is something that I've been thinking about um, since the start of my show, since before I even started wow. the show, actually. Um, so whenever we spoke and, you know, you kind of brought it up as well, I was like, oh, my gosh. I have an episode, and I have the perfect person. So thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Um, I think, you know, you can probably relate, you know, as being a woman and also as being a minority, we don't really get taken seriously in business. Absolutely. True. How how do you feel about, like, overall as as a woman being in the entertainment industry, like overall? Well, overall, I, I tell you, it's not easy because as they say, this is a man's world, mm. but they forget it wouldn't be anything without a woman. <laughs> uh, especially a woman that really takes care of her business. Mm. You know, you have women that's in business and, you know, Sometimes it's just a front for other things, you know. But when you have a professional businesswoman that is grinding, that is getting it done, you know, she expects to be taken serious, of, you know, in what she delivers. Right. Not in what she says she can do, but what she delivers. And oftentimes, you know, um, you don't get past face. Mm. <laughs> you don't get past the body mm. um, because that's the first thing that a man see. You know, he's not listening to you. He's not hearing you say, you know, what you can deliver. He's looking at how beautiful you are. He's looking at how well he thinks your body is put together mm -hmm. and so forth. So it makes it a little bit difficult um, for us women that are seriously um, trying to get business done. I think, um, you know, working as a, a publicist or working as an attorney, um, we take on clients. And I think oftentimes people, male people, <laughs> like to essentially waste our time. Oh, I need your services. I need your services. A couple of days or a couple of weeks go by. Oh, actually, I didn't really need anything from you. I'm just trying to, you know, talk to you. I just, I just want to take you out. I've actually had somebody text me, you know, um, after we had been corresponding for a while about a meeting. He was like, by the way, like, I'm just going to be honest. I really, I'm just actually just trying to take you on a date. Wow. So you've been wasting my time this whole time. And don't care. And I don't want to go out <laughs> on a date with you. So what does that mean? I don't get Especially now. your business. <laughs> Um, and I think that that's something that I, every woman has experienced that at, at some time or another kind of navigating through the industry. Um, what would be your advice, 
uh, to any young ladies that are entering into their careers that may have these similar situations? Or what is your advice for me? Because I still haven't figured out um, how to navigate these situations. Well, you know, um, stay guarded. You know, I give a guarded attitude. And so um, I would say that would be the first thing. Um, it's how you present yourself. And so, you know, I like to plant seeds in kind conversations. Of like I like to plant seeds. Like, you know, I'll plant a seed and, you know, put it out there and say, you know, um, you know, I'm really about my business, you know, and, you know, just plant seeds throughout the conversation. And these are like stoppers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the back of their mind, they're knowing, okay, I can't just come direct with her. I'm going to have to go around the bush, around the corner with her because she's not having it. So they might actually go through the entire process of a consultation. Um, they may have a real business and everything. But in the back of their mind, they're thinking, eventually, I'm going to have opportunity to exercise my true motives. Right. And so um, the second thing is never compromise. Mm. I don't care how much they dazzle the carrot. I don't care how much money they say they have. Just know that it's not in your bank account. Okay. Whoo! It's not your <laughs> assets. Okay. So therefore, don't be easily impressed. Is my um, second um, advice. Don't be easily impressed by how fancy the car is, how beautiful the home might be. Um, you know, the jewelry. Don't be impressed. Okay, because it's not yours. They earn that, and it's time for you to earn yours. Mm. Okay. So. Um, that is the top two, um, things that I can say to advise, you know, a young lady, um, make sure she has her things together because if you don't have your things together as, as far as your business, making sure that, you know, you're licensed, making sure that you have everything in order concerning with the business services that you offer, because they're going to judge you on that. They're going to say, okay, well, she's a novice, so I could play around with her. Right. But if you have a brick and mortar like myself, if you have license with the city and the state, okay, if you have, you can be found on Google, okay, your business, um, just put everything in order with yourself before you seek services because you will definitely be judged by your presentation and if you're a, a true professional or if you're a novice. So what do you think about, you know, we're in the social media age and um, I think everybody at this point in, in my show and in my life knows me and, and how I am and, and, you know, just, it's me. That's right. Um, how do you feel about me or someone else and my social media and my bathing suits or my my uh, nights out or whatever it may be. Um, but also, yeah, I'm a lawyer. Take me serious. Do you feel like that is a huge thing that I should be focusing on? Because with me, you get what you get. I am who I am online and I am who I am offline. I'm very transparent and I'm very me. At all times, twenty four seven. So, do you think that that is a, I guess, a negative 
No, aspect. I think it's an excuse for them. Mm. I think that mm. <laughs> I think that if they take the time to really get to know you as a professional and a person, they will realize that, hey, that's just her attitude. That's just her personality. It doesn't mean that you're trying to seduce. It doesn't mean that you're intentionally trying to be provocative or anything. That's just your personality. Right. I mean, look at how Dennis Rodman used to dress. Okay, but then on the court, he was about his business. But then off the court, he dressed, you know, differently. You know, that was just his personality right. on and off the court. So I think that a lot of times that, you know, a guy will use that as an excuse. Well, she shouldn't be dressed like that. You know, and so I'm very um, mindful mm. to my dress attire just because of that. Yeah. You know, um, do I sometimes want to get a little bit, you know, super sexy and show a little of bit of course. skin? Yes, I do. And I don't expect that to be held against me. You know, however, you know, in the office, I'm a professional and I'm dressed accordingly. But yes, I believe that it is an excuse, you know, in the mind of a man that has certain arterial motives. motives yep absolutely thank you for that I think um I completely agree with you and I think it's kind of difficult to be in this position that I'm in I I, I think about it often and there's a lot of people oh, I want to be on your show I want to I want to work with you oh I have these this contractor I have this artist and it just never graduates into anything pertaining to my business or my bank account. So it's just like at this point I'm I'm kind of tired of wasting my breath in situations where we're talking about working together and it never pans out into anything. Um so how do you kind of create those boundaries like I've found it hard to be like okay well you can schedule a consultation and you can pay me for it or <laughs> oh we can talk about this at the meeting I I charge $400 an hour I I find that to be a little bit difficult to set those boundaries instead of having these like free little DMs or mm -hmm. text message or phone calls like don't call me <laughs> on Saturday right. in or on Thursday at two o'clock in the morning like just don't and I've gotten good with those timing boundaries but like as far as we're having these conversations and they go on forever but you're not paying me for my time so where can I how can I get better at that you know that is absolutely a wonderful question um, I myself had to set boundaries in terms of like people will google me and then they'll send me a, a message and sometimes it's not during appropriate business hours. <laughs> and I ignore Ever, it. Never. I ignore it. Um, I ignore nonsense in general. So if I get a text message, you're not a client of mine, but you're potentially one, and you text me at 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, I'm not responding until the next business day. Okay? So you have to train your clients. You know, so I won't respond. And then in terms of, that's in terms of the time boundary. In terms of um, uh, those that will seek free information, so to speak, um, I will just steer the conversation. You know, would you like to schedule? I'll, I might give a little bit and then like, you know, if you want to further discuss this, you can schedule a consultation. I'm 275 an hour. Well, 325 now. I went up. Period. The price tag went up. Okay. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so they'll be like, oh, uh, well, how much is it? Oh, at the time, two seventy-five per hour, or one seventy-five for in half an hour. Your choice. Simple. So now they know that, you know, it can be a phone consultation, or you can come to my office. You know, I set those boundaries. You know, um, that's another thing in terms of the brick and mortar. From the gate, I've always had an office. Okay. I think I met with a potential client maybe once or twice at Starbucks, and that was it. So for the, over the last 10 years, I've always had an office because I want to be taken serious. You know, I'm not paying this overhead to play games with my time. My time is money. And so um, you just have to give that aura mm -hmm. that, you know, my time is money. Um, answer a few questions. Okay, would you like to schedule uh, a consultation? I offer a half an hour for one seventy-five. I offer a full hour for two seventy-five. You can start off with a half an hour, and if you feel it's going over, then you can just pay me the difference. Right. Okay. And so, just setting those boundaries ahead of time, and letting them know that you know your worth, you mm -hmm. know your value. I mean, you're very educated. You spent time in college, the bar, everything. And so guess what? Mama got to pay her student loans. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even want to venture into that. Right? Subject. Right? Ugh. Biden, please. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, right, and you and I have talked about this before, people will only do what you allow them to do. Mm. Okay. And I tell people all the time, if I show favoritism to a friend of mine that happens to also be a client, I choose to do that. And I can do that because it's my business. Okay. So don't get it twisted. Don't think that this is something common or this is a standard. It's not. I'm just showing you favor at the time. That's a good point. Friends and family and everybody else. How do we deal with those situations? Because they expect things for free or discounts or whatever it may be? Well, you know, you have to kind of serve reminders mm -hmm. and be like, you know, girl, I'm doing this because you're my friend, you know? And then hopefully they'll say, oh, girl, well, you know, I'll do this for you, you know, because sometimes it's not about the money, but they may offer something and you can trade. Mm -hmm. You could trade services, okay? So if she's a hairstylist and she a girl, it's like, girl, I don't mind doing this for you, but... Um, I'm gonna I need, need my hair I'm done. I need my hair done. I need my, my hair done. I need. <laughs> I don't mind doing this for you, but I need my nails done. Right. Okay. So you let them know that you're totally aware that I'm offering you something, and yes, I do expect something in return. Okay. Okay. Um, have you ever, unfortunately, experienced the time um, when you didn't get a contract because? or a contract or a client or whatever it may be because you said no to maybe these advances or the the miscommunications from men in this industry? Absolutely. And not too long ago, as a matter of fact, mm. <laughs> um, I was dealing with a, a new live stream company and um, the owner, um, very, very wealthy. And, um, he made advances towards me, 
And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm hoping this don't stop the deal, right. stop the contract. And so, you know, I would just kind of like ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And then when they agreed to retain my company, then the next thing is, oh, I, we want you to sign it in person. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, we can easily do sign now or DocuSign, you know. Right. Oh, no, we want you to tour. Um, um, we just purchased a manufacturing company. We want you to tour. We would just want you to sign it in person. Okay. So one of his gatekeepers, you know, um, spoke to me and because it was taking like over 30 days to just close this deal. And I'm wondering what's the hold up. Right. So he was like... Um, you know, yeah, we just, you know, want you to come down. And I said, well, let me just say this. I don't think this will be taken. You vetted me. You gave me an A+. Plus. I don't know why it's taking so long. And I do not think it would take this long if I was a man. He was like, well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, I'm just going to say, you know, the owner made advances towards me. Said, you know, things like, um, oh, I just want to cuddle with you and I just want to so love you. So inappropriate. And I just, you know, you don't have to worry about nothing. And I'm going to make you so rich and and all of this. And when I speak up and say, well, you know, first of all, I'm intelligent enough that I don't have to mix business with pleasure. Okay? I have a brain, not just a body, not just <laughs> beauty. Okay? So um, I could tell he didn't like that. Of course not. I can tell. And then the next few times, he made a few more advances, but it wasn't as strong because he could tell it wasn't welcomed. Mm -hmm. I knew then in my heart, in the hard hearts. The deal's gone. I knew it wasn't going to go. He just wanted to play it through. Okay. And guess what? I didn't get the contract. Right. All of a sudden, oh, we're going to go another direction. After I wasted over a month of my time, even traveled, has have expenses, was operating under a verbal agreement, and we're going to go another direction. And did they ever reimburse you for the expenses that you spent out of your own bank account? Absolutely not. Or the services that you provided? Absolutely mm -hmm. not. So it's kind of like, uh, what, is, what is the phrase they say? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. Because it's like, you you can give in, or maybe you do like the person, or maybe whatever. You can go along with it, flirty, flirty, et cetera, et cetera, and still not get the contract. Or Correct. if you shut it down, um, no, I'm not comfortable with this, et cetera, you still not going to get the contract. Right. So it's like you literally can't, if someone is interested in you as a person, not as a business, you're kind of in a lose-lose situation already. Absolutely. It's like, you know, beauty is wonderful, but you're cursed at the same time. Oh, I say that all the time. It's a blessing and a <laughs> it, curse. It's a blessing and privilege a, it, yes. is real. Yes. Um, and it's a blessing and a curse. It really is. Um, I think, you know, we have to kind of... That's why I want to have this episode, because I want to bring this to light. And it happens every day. And I'm sure it's been talked about a million times. But it's just like, what is the solution? How do we how do we fix it? Or what what can we do differently? No compromise. 
no compromise. You know, I don't care how big your bank account is, how much assets you have. I'm not compromising. I'm not compromising. And so often the women that do compromise, then they look at us like the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll get her eventually. Yeah. You know, or... Or if she's try, not going to do it, someone else someone will. Someone else will. Mm-hmm. Or you'll never know this, but they'll blackball you. Mm. They will actually blackball you. You'll wonder like, okay, I moved on from this potential client. I'm on to this one. And then next thing you know, it's like, okay, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And little do you know, they've spoken to them behind the scenes and said whatever they wanted to say. You'll never know. Right. And then now this person isn't um, following up with you isn't returning the phone call, the email, and you're left wondering why. Yeah. It's because you got silently blackballed. And I feel like that also, again, happens in both scenarios. Yeah. Because if you do give in or if you go out on a date or if you sleep with them or whatever it is, they're going to tell everybody anyway and you're not going to work with the next person and the next person's not going to take you seriously. And if you don't, they're still going to tell everybody about you (laughs) and not to work with her. Like... They'll say you're a tease or... <laughs> yeah. You and know. it's always yeah. us, never right. them. Exactly. Ugh. Um, do you think that the, the young ladies that do give in... I, got, I don't know about the word promiscuous, but the ladies that do um, use their bodies or, or flaunt whatever make it harder for us to them be taken seriously? Yes and no. Yes and no. Um, Definitely it's going to hinder because if they have a choice to doing business with someone that is willing to go all the way with them versus someone that's not, absolutely, they're a man. They're going to choose her. She's willing to do business with them and go all the way. It's like, who are you? And who? <laughs> oh, I got somebody over here that's willing to do business with me and get in the bed with me. So what do I need you for? Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, next thing you know, it's like, uh, I'm still undelivered. <laughs> mm. It's like, uh, they're not responding. It's like, because you didn't go through with their, you know, advances. I think I, I remember someone someone had reached out to me and they were, you know, really great. I think they were a singer as opposed to a rapper, but they were they had this really great song and it was like a number one, et cetera, et cetera. But she wouldn't um, sleep with the person that was promoting it, whether it was her manager or, or whoever it was. And they took the song from her, gave it to someone else <laughs> and blackballed her. Wow. In the industry. I'm not surprised. And then the song went number one. Wow. Yeah. I'm not Um, surprised. (sighs) Women want commitments, okay? (laughs) Right. Uh, It's like, okay, if you're feeling a guy, I can see if it's just something natural, okay? So I meet this guy and, you know, he admired what I do for a living. I admire what he do for a living. And it's a match. It's something mutual, Okay. The energy, the synergy is all there. And it's something that you both want. Right. Okay. 
hey, you could be the next power couple. Okay, I'm good with that, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm not good with is I'm giving you the vibe that I'm business only and you want something more. And when you can't get it, you're going to either blackball me, not pay me, or just totally go ghost on me. Yeah. That's not cool. You just wasted my time, my money, because I could have made more money. Right. And um, now you're trying to trash my name behind the scenes. Yeah. That's not cool. I think it is like the definitely like the consequences of saying no. Like a lot of people don't think about that. And I, I do want to clarify, you know, there are situations and scenarios where it isn't just with women. Like I do know men who experience the same thing, whether they're straight men or gay men. And I, I have heard stories, you know, I wouldn't, you know, sleep with this producer. So now they're not calling me back for any roles on this wow. network ever again. And it's a man and a woman producer. And that wow. makes me very, very, very sad to wow. hear because it's like, wow, of everything that we deal with every single day, you got to the power position and now you're just like them. That. <laughs> wow. Ugh. My gosh, Cougars it makes my skin crawl. It makes my skin <laughs> crawl. So I do want to clarify: it's it's yes. not always just this when, scenario, right. but there are consequences to saying no. Whether that's at work, whether that's um, you know you're working under somebody and you say no to their advances, or whether you're the boss and you have employees, or you know if you're working on set with somebody and your colleagues. Like, there's always a consequence to saying no to these uh, situations. And I feel like um, there's a way bigger picture here with uh, just the dynamic of women saying no to men um, that we're dealing with in America and worldwide. So I have a clip here that I wanted to show and um, Saul, let's hear it. The NYPD is looking for the men who allegedly attacked and robbed a woman trying to buy a bottle of wine in Harlem. CBS News' Lisa Rosner now with more for us this noon. Lisa? Well, Chris, this happened just before 6 p.m. Monday. Witnesses tell me the woman was alone in the store and being hit on by men inside. It was when she walked outside when the trouble started. Surveillance video shows two men walk inside chatting and laughing. Police say they started talking to a 31-year-old female customer looking to buy a bottle of wine. Police say she rejected their advances inside the store on West 128th Street near St. Nicholas Avenue. But when she walks out, you can see the two men follow and others also appear. Police say they kicked her multiple times and one even bit her on the forehead. Oh my God. Yes. The intrusion. The intrusion, I, I, she wasn't doing anything no. but trying to buy something for herself. I heard the commotion, I heard all the screaming. So, cause I live right around the corner. I saw the little blood on her face. Police say the victim suffered a bite mark with broken skin to her face, pain and bruising, and was taken to NYC Health and Hospitals Harlem in stable condition. Police say the men stole her iPhone 11 worth around 750 bucks and ran away. The incident is upsetting to people who frequent the area. If you ignore a guy, then they'll be like, you're rude. But it's just like you don't want to talk to him, so you keep walking. But then it shouldn't turn out to an altercation. I hope they find them. And, and they can have justice for the young lady, and I hope she's okay. And anyone with Ooh. information.
Wow. How does that how does that make you feel? Are you tearing up right now? I'm just thinking about my daughter. My daughter, she's 19 right now. And almost um, a couple years ago, she was at a gas station. And she went inside to pay for gas. And the same thing happened to her. Um, it's a blessing that they didn't physically attack her, but they surrounded her and was like, oh, you're too good to give us your number. So she said she had to think quick. And she was like, no, I was just paying for the gas. Here's my number. And she gave them the number. <laughs> right. And then she later blocked them. And so she had to think quick. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking, like, this is crazy. There's, there's, um, uh, so many situations like this. I tell I tell all my girlfriends and and my sister and everybody, you know, like in that situation, like if you don't feel comfortable saying no, just give them, you know, a fake number or give them a number that you are, and then exactly block them, block them, but they'll call it. And then and then <laughs> right the, the next you. question is exactly, well, what if I give them a fake number and I call and it doesn't show up? Well, I don't have service. I'm sorry, or my right. I don't have my phone. Like <laughs> right. whatever. But it's just like so, so, so scary because even um, this girl that lived next to me in my old apartment, there was a, a small bar like one block in front of us and she was on her way home and one of the guys followed her out and was like, hey, can I have your number, et cetera. She like politely declined. I have a boyfriend and he followed her and threw her to the ground, bashed her into the concrete. Oh and I saw her the next day. I thought she had gotten in a fight or maybe in a car accident or something. And she told me this story. And I'm just sitting here like, that literally could have been me. That could have been my sister. It's just, how? How did we get here? And I, I, have, I pulled a bunch of news clips when I was Googling. It was just more and more and more and more and more. There's some in India, some in Canada, some in, you know, obviously all over the States. And it's just like, this epidemic of just like hatred against women or just hatred of being rejected by women. That. Um, I don't understand. Um, but there was a study that a young lady did. Her name is Lily Catherine Thacker from Eastern Kentucky University, and it's titled The Danger of No Rejection, Violence, Toxic Masculinity, and Violence Against Women. Um, and I wanted to read a little excerpt and uh, Saul was going to run some of the clips that I found. We don't have to talk about every single one, but um, it says male on female rejection violence is commonplace. Elliot Rogers killing spree was not an isolated incident. Even the most cursory Google search will summon dozens upon dozens of cases for this study alone, over 50 cases found in the news were analyzed, all within just the past six years. There are entire blog sites, some spanning several years, with hundreds of entries, which are dedicated as spaces where women anonymously share their firsthand experience with rejection violence. The violence employed in these cases is often disfiguring at best and lethal at worst. Wow. Uh, men can't take rejection. Some men, most men, so can't take rejection. So what do we do? I'm stressed out. <laughs> Be wise. I'm stressed out. Yeah. Like you have to almost, you have to almost give in in order to protect yourself, or make them think you're giving in. And let me just say this, right? Um, I believe this. 
business first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take care of this business. Okay. Um, saying no doesn't mean it's no permanently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe after you get to know someone, you know, maybe that no can possibly turn into a yes, you know, at a later point. However, when you have um, men that have um, perverted intentions, you know, they're looking for the right now yes. They're not looking for um, any type of long-term relationship. They just mm-hmm. want what they want now. So um, even if you say, you know what, um, let's let's just do business and we can see where it leads. Right. Depending on who you say that to, that could work. But then if you have someone that is just really persistent on what he wants now, that won't work. So you have to just distance yourself from that type of person, you know, because I don't even want to do business with you now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a fine line, um, you know, and we're lucky enough that we don't have a boss. Right. Especially a male boss. Um, but in situations in the past, it's like even in those situations, you get uh, sexually harassed by your boss or you get um god forbid sexually assaulted by your boss the consequence of saying no you you're fired you're blackballed you're talked about you're embarrassed what what is the the cost you know and i think that's something that we really have to kind of look into because not not all people, not many people are going to be in a situation where they have their own business. You know, Correct. the majority of people are working for someone or with someone. Right. And even in those co-worker situations, um, you know, there was there was an incident where um, one of someone that's close to me was uh, sexually assaulted at work. Wow. And she ended up quitting the job because she didn't want to go back to and deal with it, et cetera. She reported it and that person got fired. But, you know, it's just like, well, now I I lost my job anyway. Well, now I I have to find a new job. And it's just like the the company, I I believe they fired him. But what else? He's just going to go to some other company and do the same thing to someone else. You know? But nine times out of ten, we're not going to press charges. Right. Because that that situation, um, you know, I shared on a previous episode something very traumatic that happened to me. I didn't ever press charges right? because I said no and it didn't work. Wow. I said no and they still did it anyway, you know, and the men know that nine times out of ten, they're not going to tell nobody. They're not going to go to court. They're not going to go right. to the police, et cetera. And that's why they're so comfortable with moving how they're right. moving. Um, and the same thing in, in relationships, domestic violence. Um battered woman syndrome oh, right. we could we could be here all day exactly on, on these topics um that actually happened to me by the way i was uh um i think i was about 18 years old i was working at an auto parts store and um my boss he had to be about close to 20 years older than me and he was married and he would make advances towards me and um when i was very clear um, with my no, I was fired. Mm. 
Wow. At that time, you know, I didn't know so the young. recourse. I was only 18. I didn't know the recourse that I have now. And so um, what I would say to women that's experiencing these type of issues that um, are uncomfortable, that are being terminated from their positions at work or what have you, um, definitely report it. And if you have to um, even take it as far as seeing somebody like you, uh, an attorney, go forth. Because, you know, there comes a time when um, people have to um, pay for what they are doing. And, yeah. you know, and it comes a time also when we have to speak up and stop being silent. I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but I, I do feel a little, a little hypocritical in sharing that advice because I have not done that for myself. Right. You know what I mean? But it, it does take a very strong, strong individual to see it through to the end. You know, yeah, right. you can report it. You can go to the police. Maybe there's, there's a trial, et cetera, et cetera. But to go through that full process and to go up on the stand and, you know, one, face your abuser um, and share your story and get torn apart by the, the prosecution. Um, Courage. Yeah. I think about, you know, we can name a few different cases. And okay. I'm sorry, I meant the defense. Oh, right. It's Okay. Uh, we can name a few different cases that we all are aware of where women came forth years later. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, like, why did it take them so long to come forth? That, that they part. had to build up courage. Right. And when they saw other women coming forth, then it was just like, okay, she could come forth. I could come forth. Yeah. So we have to come together. We have to stop judging one another. Mm -hmm. Us as women, like, oh, she's this or she's that. We have to be more supportive to one another, encouraging, empowering towards one another so we can build up that courage and, and that self-esteem that sometimes have been torn down. And you feel like, you know what, what's the use? They're just going to blame me. Just like rape victims. Sometimes they don't go forth because they figure that they're going to be blamed mm -hmm. in some type of way. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, you know what, we have to have the courage to do what we need to do, to do what is right, um, that we may be vindicated. Yeah, because, you know, honest, honestly, like, if we don't, then they're going to do the same thing to someone else. Right. And it's forever going to haunt us. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's even harder to be able to come forth when it is somebody of power, of, right. of you know, maybe celebrity status or or they're higher up in the company or or whatever it may be. But... To be scared of that, you know, again, they're just going to keep doing it to other people. Right. Because that's just, it's a, it's character. It's right. their, their nature at that point. Unfortunately, the majority of the time it didn't just happen to you. Right. Um, so. And be clear with your no. I mean, no is not a curse word. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That is, that is a perfect place to end on. No is not a curse word. Um, thank you so, so, so much to come on the show and talk about something that is so prevalent in this industry. There should be no consequences to saying no because you are a human. You have rights to your thoughts, feelings, opinions, 
what you're comfortable with. Um, and I, I hope that, you know, maybe this message helped some, someone somewhere feel comfortable with being able to say no. And it's something that I'm still learning how to deal with. So thank you again, Miss Ann, for joining us. Thank you us. for having me. It's been um, a pleasure. Absolutely. This has been a, a very personal episode, but I, I do hope that anybody who's dealing with this situation, one, you're not alone. Two, you can say no. And you should say no if it does not feel good to you. Um, and three, you can also speak out. It, it is okay and you're not alone. So thank you so much for uh, tuning into the Royalty Room. Like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you want to hear next. And um, we'll see you next time. Bye.